Welcome to episode number two of Beauty and the Gee, the grappling and life podcast from the female perspective. This episode is called Getting Started is the Hardest Part. I'm Jen Eads, a white belt full of questions and curiosity about all things jujitsu. In my life off the mat, I work with industry experts and business owners to help them produce podcasts. I'm AJ Klingerman, a world champion purple belt, a little obsessed with jujitsu. I, along with my husband, James, own two martial arts academies, Indiana Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Endurance BJJ in Central Indiana. I spend a great deal of my time training and teaching jujitsu and self-defense. AJ, what got you into jujitsu? James. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that pretty much from, from the very beginning. Um, so when James and I first started dating, he was already doing jujitsu. He actually told me, just so you know, jujitsu comes first. And it did. Like he, that was already his passion. I mm-hmm. totally understood that. And then, you know, so I trained a little here and there. We actually uh, started dating in 98. That took me a second. Um, <laughs> but we opened our school in 2000. So we hadn't been together super long before we opened our first school. That's a huge um, commitment. Right. Like, right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I moved in with him two months after we started dating. So we were pretty set. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, you know, so I trained a little just because he did it more, just Mm -hmm. kind of trying to, you know, be with him in 04. I did it for fun. I, you know, I had a friend that was doing it. And so we kind of trained together. And then as time progressed, it was more because there was another woman on the mat. You know, I owned the school. There'd be a woman there and I'd be like, oh, I should go out and train with her. Mm -hmm. Um, so it really took me some time to find my own passion for jujitsu. And I don't know exactly when that started, but it was probably around that 2011, 2012 timeframe that I really started becoming obsessed with it by myself. So <laughs> it's worked out well for you. It has. It has. <laughs> I enjoy it. I, you know, have trouble getting work done sometimes because I'm just like, I just want to train. <laughs> I could see me falling into that. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> you know, I initially was like, okay, I'll go twice a week. And now I'm like, oh, but if I could go three times a week, that would be even better. Right? That's a 50% increase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's going to pay off someday. I'm convinced. <laughs> it will. It will. Oh, it will. So what got you into jujitsu? Well, I know you from outside of jujitsu and our mutual friend, Jen yes. was going and she talked about how much fun it was. And I was like, well, I want to go. I don't want to miss out on the fun. What am I missing out on here? And it just felt like a really cool thing to ju- just to go check out. And, you know, you had the 30 days. I'm like, if I don't like it, I don't like it. And right. I tried it and now I know. But there's also a part of me in the work that I do. Well, it's kind of twofold in the work that I do with helping people launch podcasts, but also in the volunteer work that I do with Girls Rock and teaching girls to find their voices and play instruments and stand up in front of people. You kind of forget what it's like to be so far outside your comfort zone. And this has thrown me so far outside (laughs) of my comfort zone. I go into class every day knowing that I'm not going to be good at whatever it is that we're doing. And like, that's okay. It's okay to not be good and just to show up and put in the work and the time and learn it and practice it and drill it and get better at it. So I can feel little, little baby steps. 
It's amazing. Like, you know, we, do, we don't really grow inside our comfort zone. We have to step outside of it. And it's tough to like know going in like this is going to be hard. Like I'm going to look dumb sometimes, but it's OK. Like look around. Everyone else looks dumb, too. OK, great. <laughs> yeah, there's and I love the community aspect of it. I think kind of the curiosity and the pushed out of my comfort zone is what got me going. But I really feel like what keeps me coming back is that I have met the nicest people. They choke me. Yeah. They're the nicest people. I always say like jujitsu builds this instant trust. You get really close relationships quickly because you have to trust somebody like they are going to choke you. And when you tap, they let go. And you know, like basically, you know, your life is in their hands kind of, you know, so but so that's really good to like just have this instant trust and it, the community. That's I think that's everyone's bonus thing. Like you don't come in going not very often. I've had a couple <laughs> people say that they have come in for a community, but most of the time it's for self-defense or to get in shape or whatever. And then they find this community and they're like, I'm, I feel part of this family. It's that's my favorite part. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite parts and, and is what keeps me coming back. Not the awkwardness. <laughs> that's good for you, though. Yeah. And I don't have to do it alone. Like, that's right. the really nice piece of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're going to talk a little bit about if you're looking to get into jujitsu. Yeah. Especially as a woman. So my first recommendation is do a little research. You know, look, check out their Instagram or their Facebook, their website. Do they look like a female-friendly school? And not that you can't be the only female on the mat. That's fine. So long as they are a female-friendly school. Because not all schools are, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just kind of check them out and see if it feels like that they would be a good fit for you. Are there any red flags or anything? <laughs> I had it. So I, I do some uh, private client work and stuff. And I had a school owner ask me to coach him. And um, I was looking through his Facebook and stuff first. And... It was just very uh, aggressive. That's mm-hmm. the best. That's the best way I can put it. Yeah. Um, between the the words he was using and the music that was playing, and I mean, you know, it just was very not my brand. You mm-hmm. know, like I think that you know one of the beautiful things about jujitsu is that it brings people into your life that would never have been in your life other than that. You know, all different religions and countries and you know just you know so many different types of people Mm -hmm. but you still know who your tribe is yeah you know like you know when you you see something like okay those those are those are the kind of people that I can at least mesh with Mm -hmm. so I think there are some red flags you just you know if if you're very aggressive and that's your kind of music and that kind of stuff then then that's you know like okay that's for me that makes perfect sense (laughs) (laughs) so from there like after you've kind of researched it stop in just Mm -hmm. just stop in Go in, see if people are nice to you. See if the place looks clean. It's very important to me. If they don't care about the cleanliness, there's a good chance that you could get, you know, staff or something that... Yikes. Yeah, stuff that you really don't want. Um, But, you know, it's important that they care about the cleanliness. It makes you feel like they care about their students. Mm -hmm. Um, So just go in and check the place out. Watch a class, you know, talk to people. And then the other thing is, do do they have a trial? There are places that like basically make you sign up for like a year before you even try a class. And that's crazy to me. Like I never would have done it. No, I never, ever. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. We have we've offered a free 30-day trial 
pretty much from the beginning, which has been, we've been open 19 years now. And we dabbled with like two weeks or three weeks Mm -hmm. or whatever, but 30 days was just best for us. And um, I think that it just really helps people like, okay, I've got a month to try this. Like if I like it, I'll know in a month. If I hate it, I'll know in a month, you know? So yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's good to know that you can at least try a few classes. Well, and what was really nice too, is with you guys having two different gyms, Mm -hmm. I could go to Zionsville and check it out. And then I can go to Greenwood and they feel different, but they still kind of feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is nice. Yeah. And it gives you different people to be able to train with and exactly. roll with and learn from. And yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. I don't know that I would have committed after two weeks. I would have been like, this is really cool. I kind of like it. But I think you just kind of get your hooks in. Yeah. And that extra Rare amount. two no. weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hooks in. Yeah. I, I think that you, you know, like you're still, not that you're not still maybe nervous in that first month, but you at mm-hmm. least feel like you, you understand how classes are run. Yeah. You understand, you know, you just know what's going on a little bit, not necessarily from the technique standpoint, right. but, but you get a good feel about the culture, right? The culture. Days, Absolutely. Which I think is probably. Yeah. You can't, you know, like one class you might, everybody might be like on their best behavior right. if that's all you had and then <laughs> <laughs> they sign you up and then they're like, you know, claws in. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, obviously you knew me and Jen, but I don't know if she was there for, you know, the beginning, but like, how hard was it for you to first actually come in the door? It was hard for our first intro session. That was great. No problem with that. But then to actually get on the mat with other people that I don't know, it was, it was hard and it was weird. And it was like super, it just goes back to being that whole super uncomfortable kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was hard, but you just have to push through that piece of it. Right. And once you do that, the reward of pushing through that uncomfortableness is just now now these people are my friends. Right. You know, and I can go cheer them on and roll with them and it's really cool. Yeah. So just that would that be your biggest advice from that first time is just pushing through it and I think so. I mean, you just just be open to the you're gonna you probably don't look as silly as you feel. I don't know. Maybe I did. <laughs> I might. I think my silly game was way up there. But they've all been there. Exactly. And hopefully they remember what that was like. I am so grateful that anybody that I have drilled with or rolled with, they want me to get better because it's going to make them better. And I think if you can find people like that that want you to succeed, then – it's everybody wins. Yeah. And it's not really something you get in a lot of other aspects of your life. Like nobody's really helping you that much or really trying to build you up that much. And it is true. Like we talk about a lot, the rising tide that raises all ships, Mm -hmm. like the better you get, the harder I have to work. So the better I get, you know? So yeah, it's, it is, it's a, you know, we've talked a lot about, but it's a great community. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just pushing through that and being okay with being awkward and yes. just being just accept it like yeah. okay this is this is outside my comfort zone it's outside of everyone's comfort zone <laughs> and i am still so out of shape i think that was a big jolt like oh my god just rolling with somebody for 3 minutes when you haven't done anything right. in a while 
It's exhausting. And it's super frustrating. It is. And, you know, the surprising factor, though, is that I'll have guys come in or girls that are athletes. Like, Mm -hmm. They, they're cyclists or they're runners or they're soccer players or rugby players or whatever. And, you know, when they get on the mat, they still die. You know, yeah. like it's still it's still hard. You know, it's just different. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, people will say, oh, I need to get in shape before I get into jujitsu. Nope. Jujitsu will get you into shape. Yeah. That'll happen. It's part of the process. Yeah. Don't let the physicality and what it's going to take be a deterrent. And you just have to keep showing up. And I can feel myself. I'm like, oh, I'm not as dead today right. as, you know, I was a few months ago. Yeah. And I feel like I can feel myself getting stronger and I can feel myself getting more confident. But it's only because I show up and go and because I got started. Right. It's that uh, when's the best time to plant a tree? Like yeah. 100 years ago. Well, right. When's the second best time today? <laughs> yeah, that's totally it. Yeah. Yeah. So just just start. Just do it. That's good advice. (laughs) One of the things that has been most challenging for me to learn since I've started doing jujitsu, and probably because I run out of breath a lot, but it is just breathing, like remembering to breathe, especially when I'm trying to choke someone. You know, and that sounds crazy. Like it sounds like, well, of course I'm going to breathe. That's a natural thing. But there's something that when we're squeezing, especially, we Mm -hmm. feel like we should hold our breath, like it's going to help. And I always joke, like, you'd be real embarrassed if you passed out trying to choke me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like, our, our try this on the mat tip for this episode is breathe. Just breathe through things. And something I find that helps with that is, this is dumb, but is sing. If I can turn on music that I can sing to, um, or if there's music playing, or even if it's in my head. But if I'm concentrating on singing, then I have to be able to breathe. That so, helped me the day that you had me do that. Yeah. Like that, that legit works. <laughs> uh, I have a friend, uh, Black Belt in Oregon, and she said that she has her girls give each other recipes during <laughs> during rolling but because it makes them talk and it uh-huh. makes them focus on, you know, just breathing and talking. And the jujitsu just kind of comes naturally. So I thought that was an interesting thing from Hillary. All right. So that is our try this on the mat. Breathe. Nice. And... If you're still thinking about getting started, but you're not sure, how is camp? Yeah. Let's talk about that. So we have had women start their jujitsu journey at camp, which I think is amazing. It's, you know, it's a long weekend, but it's so much fun. And it just really um, introduces you to the community and to jujitsu. And maybe you can't do everything, you know, right away. It's, you know. But Just watch me. <laughs> You'll feel better. <laughs> Look around. Not everyone's doing everything. It's okay. But yeah, just so a lot of women do start jujitsu at camp if they've been thinking about getting into it or if they've only been doing it like a month, they register for camp and it really, I think, helps them fall in love with the sport. I'm excited. I cannot wait for my first camp. I know. I'm so excited. So May 3rd through the 5th. And if there's still spots available when you're listening to this, you can register at thefighthub.com. All right. And to continue these conversations, find us on Instagram. I am out there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm there at AJ Klingerman. And I'll have links in the show notes so that you can connect with us and you can register for camp. And we will see see you on on the mat. mat.